0: Welcome to the third episode of the Beastat chat and today we're going to be talking about the complete embarrassment that took place at the capitol building recently. Also now that the end of the Trump era is upon us I think it's good to actually go over some of the accomplishments he had throughout his four years. And I'd like to go back to the first episode of the chat that I had and I said eventually it'll all come out. Be patient, don't jump to conclusions and I think that's a lot of what happened along with some other things. But first, if you don't know what happened at the Capitol yesterday, a bunch of thugs claiming to be conservatives or Trump supporters, whatever you want to call them, rushed the Capitol building after Trump gave a speech about how he's going to march down to the Capitol building with them and they're going to cheer on the people of power to get them to go against the Electoral College's vote. So following Trump's speech, would you imagine, they all went down to the Capitol building. And I'm all for a peaceful protest. If they wanted to go out there and have picket signs and whatever the hell they were going to do, that's totally fine. But when you start becoming violent, you are no longer a protester. You're a rioter, and you're a criminal, and you need to be locked up like anybody else who would perform these acts. The only reason some people are condoning this now is because they feel sympathetic towards these people. A crime is a crime, regardless of if you feel sympathetic towards them or not. Black Lives Matters. When Antifa's in the streets, beating the shit out of people for no reason, that's wrong, and they should go to jail. If you're a Trump supporter and you do the same thing because you're angry about the election, you should still go to jail. It's not okay just because you think that your political agenda justifies the crime. Now, regardless if you think that there was voter fraud or not, after this event, you believe that our democracy is extremely weak because the country is so divided right now that you have a one side. We're t- Real quick, I, there, there was a poll that came out that 40% of Americans believe that the election was rigged. Okay, now I will sit here and say there's the true, somewhat true, And just absolutely not true when it comes to voter fraud. So let's start with the true. Constitutional law was violated this election. Mail-in votes were not confirmed by the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. Constitutionally, you were not able to vote by mail in Pennsylvania. A state judge okayed this without the approval of federal law. And that's simply not how this works. You cannot overturn federal voting laws as a state judge. That is the job of Congress, they make laws. Now saying this, even if Trump were to have taken Pennsylvania because of this, he still would not have won the election. That still would not have been a reality. So the idea that democracy didn't work here, technically, from what we know, it did, but there should have been more looking into that specific lawsuit. Okay, now moving on to the somewhat true. And there has been all sorts of allegations that have been blown up, for instance in Arizona, where you have the marker thing where ballots weren't being counted because they were done with marker. They clarified that wasn't true. Every ballot was going to be counted. The other thing about how people were linked to homeless shelters, yeah, th- this is true. There are addresses that were linked to homeless shelters, but when he brought these court cases in front of a judge, they didn't say that they didn't happen. They said this is just isn't nearly enough to actually overturn an election, so this is not worth pursuing. And now finally, moving on to the definitely not true. 200,000 more votes in Pennsylvania than there was voters. Also, I heard the same thing about Georgia. Uh, The numbers were a little different, but in the hundreds of thousands in terms of difference for the votes and voters, none of that's true. I can't find anything to back that up. All the swing states' ballots have been counted and then recounted. This is what it is. Unfortunately, I will say Joe Biden has to be our president, and you must accept it. To say there was widespread voter fraud seems a little far-fetched. To say that there was absolutely no voter fraud is just extremely untrue. And if you want to hear me talk about the hypocrisy of that, you can go ahead and go back to my last podcast where I was talking about how this was completely flipped in 2016. Entirely flipped. To this day, many people on the left are under the impression that Donald Trump colluded with Russia and it's the only reason he won the election, even though there was absolutely no basis for it and it was Completely debunked, and even still to this day, people believe this. But again, if you want to hear more of that, go listen to my last podcast. But for now, I will say that most of this checks out for me. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't enough to overturn the election. Yeah, there were some weird things that happened. I could say a lot of things were weird, but I just don't see this landslide that I hear Trump supporters talking about how they stole so many votes that it was a complete landslide and somehow they masked that with Biden votes. I can sit here and say, that it's kind of weird that Biden only overperformed in the states in which he had to win. I can say it's kind of weird that Trump overperformed with minority groups and women. I can also say that it's weird how hypocritical it is of the left to sit here and say there's nothing wrong with Dominion voting systems and that we clearly need a voting overhaul, which four years ago they would have entirely agreed with me, I can say it's weird that the average amount of ballots rejected in an average election is 5% per state. And this year it was under 0.5. I can say all these things are weird, but none of that is grounds to storm the Capitol building and try to overthrow democracy. It's not enough for that. It's not enough to say that the system is entirely rigged and we shouldn't trust it anymore. It's not enough to spill blood in the Capitol building of the greatest democracy that's ever existed. It's not enough to have a woman shot and killed, shot in the throat, in the Capitol building because you feel like you were cheated. It's not enough to, again, storm the Capitol building and throw up a Confederate flag and a Trump flag and tear down the American flag from that building. You worry about people stepping on our flag or kneeling or whatever, this is just as bad, if not worse. And if your justification for this is, well, they do it, so we should do it, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. We are supposed to be better than that. As an American, you are supposed to be better than that. Forget them versus, you know, left and right, all that. As an American, you are supposed to be better than that. And I will hold you as a Trump supporter to the same standards that I would hold anybody else to that's burning down businesses or breaking people's property or, needless to say, rushing into, again, a building that represents the greatest democracy this world has ever seen. And, of course, the media has rushed to the conclusion that, oh, Trump wanted them to do this. He called for this. This is his fault. Trump very openly said that they wanted to go to the Capitol building and cheer. And then, even after or during all of this, he tweeted out and said people need to go home. They need to stop being violent. They need to respect the law enforcement. Yes, Trump, they claim to be Trump supporters, so that is why he should have come out and said something and it did he probably should have felt some sort of obligation because these people were claiming to support him but he did not call for this now i think how this really started was you have a media that nobody trusts at this point they've lost all credibility and then when you have donald trump who i'm not saying has been perfect through all this goes out of his way and makes these tweets, you know, especially about the voter fraud allegations. Some of them, like I said, have some sort of bearings, but some of them are just not true, entirely false in some scenarios. And what what do people have to trust? What media source can you trust? Nothing, there's nothing for you to trust, which, in, which is why when these idiot fact checkers at CNN or MSNBC go and fact check something, like the claim that there's 200,000 more votes than there were voters, most people turn around and say fact check, You guys are a bunch of morons, so I'm not going to trust you. Which I believe has started a snowball effect in this country where it makes it very easy to just trust the information that feeds your narrative. Because there's nothing to trust, so you might as well just trust that. People simply don't trust corporate media anymore. And honestly, for good reason. So that is how we got to this point. Nobody trusts a damn word coming out of the other side's mouth, and that's just it. So moving on to the history of the last four years of Donald Trump and what he did accomplish while he was in office. And honestly, throughout Donald Trump's four years I thought he did some amazing things. What he did in the Middle East was quite incredible, honestly. The Obama administration was very outspoken about the idea that there is no possible way for there to be peace in the Middle East without the intervention of the United States. Donald Trump helped coordinate the Abraham Accords, which if you don't know what that is, is the First peace agreement in the Middle East since Jordan and Israel in 1994. And more countries in the Middle East are going to join that. What's going to happen when Joe Biden goes back into office? We're probably going to reenter the Iran deal and we're going to tear that all to shreds. And once again, start funding their future terrorist activities. But apparently that's a good thing because they won't use nuclear weapons for a short amount of time while we give them truckloads of money. What has happened in the Middle East under Trump's four years is incredible. But more importantly, what has Donald Trump done here in the United States? What has he done for our economy? He's lowered taxes, which boosted the economy to a point where we have more jobs than people willing, able to fill those jobs, which is quite astounding. The unemployment rate was very low, and the United States' GDP was through the roof under Trump. Obama said that the average, the new normal, would be 1.5. We doubled that under Trump. The United States stock market soared to record highs multiple times. And most famously, he was the first president to ever give China a hard time about their unfair trade deals. Regardless if I agree with the tariffs or not, he was the first president to stand up to China. And that is something that is going to be completely reversed under Joe Biden. And there's a lot of things I will probably miss about Donald Trump, especially going into these next four years, well I guess next two years for sure that we have a government where the Senate, House, and presidency is all consumed by the Democratic Party, and we are really in for one. And honestly, these next two to four years, what this is going to show us, number one is, are they way more radical than people think they are, which I've screamed for a long time, and that is what we will learn in these next two to four years, is how radical are they, what kind of legislation are they going to push, and most importantly, are they going to shoot taxes through the roof on all these ridiculous social programs they're going to force onto you. Are we going to see parts of the Green New Deal go through? Are we going to see some sort of socialized medicine, socialized health care? In other words, are we going to quadruple our debt while simultaneously jacking up the income taxes along with jacking up taxes on the upper class to an extreme extent, which is, from my understanding, what's going to happen, and you're going to see less jobs because people with businesses are making less money, they're going to give out less money. You're going to see less raises. You're going to see the prices of products go up, because do you think these companies are just going to take these hits? No, they're just going to make you pay more for their product. And if you thought you were going to get that $15 minimum wage from the Democrats, you might be right. But hey, if you weren't making minimum wage, and you're somebody who's making, let's just take a number, 25 bucks an hour, right, and they raise this minimum wage to $15 an hour, that's, The dollar, the value of the dollar simply decreases and just the price of everything will naturally go up. And people that are in that, you know, like I said, you know, let's just say the $25 an hour range, do you think they're going to get a raise because the minimum wage went up? Maybe in time their wage will go up and match where the minimum wage is. But at the end of the day, the people who get that minimum wage raised to $15 an hour will be in the exact same scenario not too long from then because the value of the dollar will decrease... And you'll be in the exact same situation, along with other people, that you just pulled closer to that minimum wage number. Overall, my point is I think the economy is in big trouble here with a majority Democrat, not even majority. The Democrats run everything at this point, the House, the Senate, and they have the presidency. So it is not looking good. It is not looking good. We could only hope that a couple Democrats can hold out on some of these ridiculous policies, but... All I can say is the squad is coming. They are coming with furious gender politics. They are coming with the magnificent Green New Deal that is estimated to cost each household $600,000 in the span of a decade. Also, they are coming with the relentless drive to end the systematic racism in the United States, which nobody can quite point to. Yet somehow, if you ask them to do so, you are the problem. But you know, I'd feel a lot better about it if the media would actually ask them some of these questions to the points I just made, to see what they have to say about it. Uh, we all have dreams. Does this maybe alarm you? The Squad is coming. So, to wrap it up, I'm just going to say a good farewell to Donald Trump. There's a lot I'm going to miss about him, sometimes not so much about his character. But there is a lot I'm going to miss about Donald Trump. And a farewell to you. It was a great, great run. Except for the fact that they totally cheated. I should have won. Sleepy Joe cheated. (laughs) I was in the podcast game a little late. I really wish I could have done a few more Trump impressions, but it looks like that will be my final chance. So, tweet me at NiestatBrendan, N-E-I-S-T-A-T-B-R-E-N-D-E-N, Uh, subscribe to the podcast, and thank you for listening.